0: You're listening to the weekly Parsha podcast recorded with Hashem's unending help, right here in Ramat Pichemesh, Israel fifty-seven sixty-eight two 2008. This week's Parsha is Parsha's Kiseitze. I'd like to share with you a beautiful pshat, a beautiful understanding that I saw in the Torah, Chaim HaKadosh, at the beginning of this week's Parsha. He asks a number of different questions on the verses. The verses say like this, very beginning. Kiseitze, Vecha, when you go out to war with your enemies... <laughs> Hashem your God will give them over to you into your hands and you're going to take the captivity you're going to see amongst the captivity a beautiful woman you're going to desire her you will take her to you as a woman as a wife you bring her into your house you're going to shave off her hair you're going to uh, cut off her fingernails, according to some, you're going to let her fingernails grow until she looks disgusting, etc. The, the parasha continues and basically describes how if a person, after a certain amount of time, decides that he still wants to keep this woman despite the fact she looks ugly to him and and he wants to keep her, he wants to marry her. So the Torah allows a person to marry such a woman. You know, it's, a, it's an incredible, unbelievable thing. What's the understanding of it? Why is it that the Torah allows such a thing? Normally the Torah doesn't want us to marry a non-Jewish woman. In fact, the Torah specifically says, we've, we've seen by the Midianites, that the Eitzah, the, the idea of Bilam, that he gave to the Midianites, was that if you want, you can't curse out the people of Israel, but what you can do is you can get them to sin, because the God of the people of Israel, He hates Zima, He hates when the Jewish people or anyone is doing things that are immoral, especially things that have to do with relations. So, This is something that we see that Hashem hates. Hashem hates it when the Jewish people are immoral, go off and marry non-Jewish women. The Torah is not interested in that. So why is it that in this story, all of a sudden, because, you know, and it sounds like we're not even talking about in the throes of war. We're talking about the Jewish people have won already. We've won this war. And there's all these women in captivity, and you want to take this beautiful woman home. Why is it that the Torah is allowing a person to take this woman? She's not Jewish. A person is giving in to his taiva, into to his desires. Why is the Torah allowing this? So that's just the simple question from the, you know, the superficial understanding of the, of the verses. And Rashi, of course, he explains this and he says that the Torah can negate Sahara. That there's a concept that the Torah speaks corresponding and with a full understanding of our evil inclination of course God was the one who created us he knows exactly how he programmed us he knows exactly what we need how far we would go and he knows that if he would just say straight out that this is forbidden so our yetzahara our evil inclination would get the better of us and we wouldn't be able to withstand it so the torah says okay listen let's let's try to do something in order that we can we're going to say at first that it's permitted and in the end if you want to you can indeed marry her but we're going to do all these different things to help you to do what your heart really tells you, what's really correct. That's a simple understanding of the whole thing. Then comes the ora the Holy ora and he asks a few important questions. And with these questions, he says a beautiful understanding which will enlighten us and inspire us. He says like this. first question that he asks is, When you're going out to war, what kind of war are we talking about? We're talking about a war where Hashem is on our side. The verses say that Hashem is going to give them over into our hands. Hashem is on our side. There is clear and apparent Hashkacha practice of divine providence constantly throughout these wars. And furthermore, who is going out to war? So there's a concept that this is a Melchemist mitzvah. It was a, a special war that was done. Because of a commandment, and who went out to these wars? The tzaddikim, the righteous people, because only the righteous people had the power, had the Torah behind them that could bring Hashem into the world and bring Hashem into this fight, and Hashem give it in order for Hashem to give over into the hands of the Jews. So they had to be righteous. So if we're talking about righteous people, how could we be talking as if you know this righteous person is going to come along? This is a person who's worked on himself. He's worked on his uh, his tivis, his desires. He's worked on his character traits see somebody who has really built himself into a Tama into a true Torah scholar into someone who has connected to Hashem brings Hashem into the world how could it be that such a person is looking and he sees this beautiful woman and then he's immediately drawn after her it doesn't really make sense with the character of the type of people who are going out to war and Hashem was giving them su- success that's the first question that he asks The second question that he asks is why is it that the Torah is giving us a way, a kosher way, okay, we give an explanation because it's a kosher way of doing it and it's really to prevent you from doing it, but generally the Torah does not encourage us to listen to our Yitzhar, to listen to our evil inclination, to follow after his dictates. Rather, the Torah shows us that we need to avoid the Yitzhar, the evil inclination at all costs. We need to run away from these things. We need to learn how to control our desires. We need to learn how to use them in the correct way. And this is not the correct way. Clearly, the Torah does not want us to do such a thing. So what's the understanding? Why is the Torah, in fact, condoning this act? So the Chaim says a beautiful thing. He brings down from the Zohar a very lofty idea. And that is that during the time of Adam Harishon, the first man, so he had his sin, he sinned grievously by not listening to God, and he ate from that, the Itzadas, from the Tree of Knowledge. And there were many different results of that sin. But one of the results of that sin was that there were souls that were supposed to be part of the people of Israel. And because of Adam's sin, those souls did not end up going into the proper bodies. Those souls, those holy souls, those the, the souls of Israel, the Jewish people, are the highest souls that exist in the world. So those souls, many times, or sometimes, those souls, instead of entering into Jewish bodies, they actually entered into non-Jewish bodies. And that's why you find that there are people who are not Jewish. And nevertheless, they want to convert to Judaism. They want to come close to the God of Israel. They want to come close and connect themselves to the Jewish people and become a part of those people because really their souls are, are Jewish souls and they want to be back in their natural place. Very interestingly, I know a certain person who's a convert and when that person was young, before they converted to Judaism, so they used to have Holocaust dreams. They didn't know anything about the Holocaust, but it was clear that their soul was uh, in a previous lifetime in a p- previous reincarnation was jewish not only that but the person told me that they were truly attracted to jews they didn't realize it until later but all of the person's friends were jewish people and it was inexplicable why should he be drawn to these people and according to this orahim it really is beautiful because this person became a convert and that meant that the soul of this person was a jewish soul which was just waiting to return to its people to return its creator. But anyway, so the Oral Chaim takes this concept and he uses this concept to explain our verses. And he says it's true. When a person goes out to this war, the people who were going out to these wars, it was a mulchemes mitzvah, a war for a commandment. It was a positive thing. These were talmidi hacham, these were righteous people that were going out to war, and Hashem was on their side giving them success. And he points out that elsewhere he mentioned, and this is a well-known concept, when a person is doing a mitzvah, when he's involved in, a, in doing a positive commandment, so there's a concept that The Yetzirah, his evil inclination, goes away from him. He doesn't have the same level of desire. He doesn't have the same level of a pull to do things that are incorrect. And that also, you know, in a certain sense, it strengthens the question, how could it be that he's doing something evil if a person was involved in a mitzvah? So he wouldn't be doing something evil. So he explains like this, he says, that when a person is involved in this milchemes mitzvah, in this war, which is a commandment, and he's doing this very noble thing, He's doing what he's supposed to be doing. So actually what happens is, he becomes hypersensitive to Kedusha, to holiness. And thus, it says, when he comes along, he when you're going out to do this mitzvah, this commandment, when it says, which we translate usually to mean, you'll see a beautiful woman actually, says the Orachim, it's not referring to the fact that he's seeing a beautiful woman. It's referring to the fact that he sees something inside of her that is beautiful. That's why the verse says, Vichashakta ba, You shall desire her. But it doesn't say osa. The word osa, Vichashakta osa, would, would mean you desire her. It actually says, Vichashakta ba, You will desire in her because explains the Orachaim, you're not actually desiring her for her physicality but rather there's something you're being drawn to because there's a yefas there's a beautiful thing that's inside of her what's that beautiful thing that's inside of her? there's a Jewish soul inside of this woman in fact, says the he brings down at the, at the beginning of the piece that the woman that you're talking about doesn't even have to be an, a beautiful woman she could be completely ugly and so why are you attracted to this woman despite the fact that she's ugly? Because there's something beautiful inside of her. There's a beautiful neshama, a Jewish soul that's inside of this woman that has come there because she needs to be converted to Judaism. She needs to come and join the Jewish people. And because you're involved in a mitzvah, you're involved in this noble deed, this war which Hashem has commanded us to do, so you become in tune with the fact that there is a Jewish soul right here within this person. That's why the Torah condones and encourages this Jewish person is coming along and he sees this woman amongst the captivity and he sees that she has a Jewish soul and the Torah encourages this person to take her home and to bring her into the fold to have her convert to Judaism now what I'd like to take out of this whole understanding the Or chaim is that when a person is looking for a spouse he's looking for somebody to connect with, he's looking for friends it's so natural for a person to look at things on the outside, to, to look for that yefas torah, that beautiful person, to see on the, on the superficial level that this person is attractive. And he doesn't realize it's so, our, our civilization, the Western society, it encourages us to just look at the superficial, to look at what's on the outside and to go for that. But it's a horrible mistake because when we're looking for the, what's on the outside, all we get is skin deep. And that's why there are so many marriages that are failing, because instead of people looking for what's really important, for looking at good, for good character, looking for that Jewish soul, looking for those characteristics, who is Klal Yisrael, who are the people of Israel, or Baishanim, we're people who are embarrassed. We're not flaunting our physicality. We're not flaunting our wealth. We're not flaunting all that we have. We're Rahmanim. We're merciful. We're people who look around and we see where there's a need. And we try to fill that need. We try to help others. We're people who give over. We do kindness with others. We're constantly involved in giving. We're Hashem's people. We're God's people. When you're looking for a spouse, you're looking for someone to have a relationship. You're looking for a friend. We have to look for a person who has these qualities, who has these Jewish qualities, that soul, that neshama, that Jewish soul. And when a person attaches himself to mitzvahs, to the commandments, when he attaches himself to Hashem, to God, to spirituality, so he's able, he becomes a antenna, a satellite dish for spirituality, is able to sense it in others and the more spiritually sensitive he is, the more he sees it elsewhere so we have to make ourselves greater, we have to make ourselves more attached to God if we want to be able to sense it in others, to see that soul that Jewish soul that's inside of another person. When it comes down to it the whole concept of marriage, in order for it to be successful is only if the people are bringing godliness into themselves looking for godliness in others, trying their best to live a spiritual life a life of commitment to each other, of commitment to God. This is something actually that we find, I, I heard this from a certain Rav Ram, that he said that we find this in a verse later on in the parsha. it says when a person first gets married, so he's supposed to spend a year, complete year with his wife. Here's the verse, it's in chapter 24, verse 5. When a person marries a new wife, he doesn't go out to war, so he can't, he can't do anything else. He has to be completely dedicated to his house for a full year. And he has to make his wife happy for that year. Of course, he has to continue doing it later, but the first year is the basis for the whole relationship. So now he pointed out, based on the Swarm of the Mikubalim in Kabbalah, it's, it's brought down that the words echos. He shall be clean, so to speak, to his house for a full year. If you take the last letters of the first four words, it spells out the name of Hashem Yud And the idea of it is that when a person is completely dedicated to someone else, is completely dedicated to his wife, to making her happy, so he's bringing the Shekhinah into, into his home. When a person is focused on others, he's focused on spirituality, he's able to bring the Shekhinah the Divine Presence into His life, into the life of those around Him. I'd like to bless you and me and all of us that we should be Zoho, we should merit to be able to attach ourselves to spirituality, to be able to see the spirituality in others, to be able to focus on the spiritual, not to be conned, not to be fooled by what's on the surface, by superficial things that are going on, but rather to be able to always see underneath the surface, to see the level of spirituality that's inherent in each and every person and be able to bring Hashem God into each and every one of our lives. Thanks for listening. Have a very good Shabbos.